baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. On News Radio 930 WBEN, this is Buffalo Means Business, where local businesses and services tell their stories. I'm Randy Bushover. If you have one to share, send me an email at randy.bushover at intercom.com. Joining me from the Latempio PC Law Group is Frank Latempio, along with Brian Noth. And a lot of uh, talk in the news recently about uh, New York State Department of Health coming down on specifically a couple of places, assisted living facilities here in the Western New York region. So nursing home neglect and abuse kind of uh, coming to the fore. And uh, Frank and or Brian, kind of uh, uh, a big part of what you do at the firm? Sure. Go ahead, Brian. Well, actually, yesterday I actually spoke to two people, one who had lost uh, his mother in a nursing home and another man who lost his wife in a nursing home, uh, both calling about uh, concerns about neglect and abuse. Um, and we're seeing it more and more. Um, I have my mother-in-law's in an assisted facility in the South Towns, so I can sort of see it firsthand, um, you know, what's going on. I mean, she's in a good facility, but you see so much more of it. I think so many more people are in nursing homes now. There's so many more nursing homes out there. You're getting a lot of um, out-of-state owners of these nursing homes that are there for, you know, for profit more than anything else. Um, and it's, it's a real concern. Yeah, I w- you just uh, hit on something I was going to ask. It, it seems that there is a rise in that age group that requires perhaps some assisted living assistance. And at the same time, maybe fewer people to do the caregiving part of that, too, which also kind of uh, hampers what these facilities can do. And that may lead to some of the problems that we're having, I would assume. Is that a fair assumption? Part of it is the uh, the care, the amount of caregivers that, that are applying for these positions. It's also uh, talking about the quality of care that and the caregivers that they're getting. You know, there, there's a, there is a baseline licensing for it as a CNA uh, to work in a lot of these facilities, but it's not a very high standard. I think, you know, the legislature at some point in time ha- probably has to take a look at that and see what kind of licensing really needs to be. Uh, taken care of, or even in the interviewing process. Uh, you know, there's a certain temperament that you have to have when dealing with an elderly person that needs assistance, uh, whether it's a mental or physical assistance. Look, it's no different than dealing with a child on, on, on some level, right? I mean, we all get frustrated with our children and, and because they're not comprehending something, or and there's a, there's, a, there's a frustration level when it's your job and you see that eight hours a day. I mean, a lot of times our children go to school, right? <laughs> you get a reprieve from them. But when you're working in those facilities, there's a very high level of frustration, a very high level of tension that you have to have a super, certain temperament to. And, and But at the end of the day, the nursing home facilities have to monitor that and they have to know what's going on in their facility. You know, and, and, and one of the things, you know, we tell people when they're looking at nursing homes and placement and what we looked at with my mother-in-law as well is, is the level of the administrators in the facility. Um, are the administrators visible? You know, if they're visible, you know, visible administrators mean better staffing, better communication. Um, and that's always a, a big thing as well. Do you ever see administrators or just see staff? You know, and then, you know, of course, as Frank mentioned, you know, how the staff and the aides interact with the residents is, is so important. Um, and when it comes to actual abuse, 
uh, how would you go about identifying that there is even a problem? Uh, how can you, are there some kind of warning signs that kind of clue you into something's going not quite right? You know, I mean, obviously with a, an elderly person, it's, it's sometimes difficult because they may not have the capacity to communicate a, a, as best as they would be able to. Um, and even when you talk abuse, um, even neglect in some of these places is almost the, the equivalent of abuse. And there's, you know, there's, there's both physical and uh, sort of emotional signs that you can look for. I mean, obviously physical, you know, is there bruising, um, t- things like that, you know, is there issues with skin care, uh, bed sores, those types of things, you know, which you have to be a little careful with because, I mean, obviously elderly people bruise a little bit more if they, you know, bang the nightstand or this or that. Um, but you've got the physical signs. You also have, you know, um, malnutrition, um, malnourishment um, as things to look for, you know, as, as a loved one losing weight. And then there, there's the emotional side is all of a sudden the person withdrawn. They don't seem to want to be actively involved in, in the activities any longer. They're not communicating. Um, they seem fearful or timid, you know, all sort of raises questions about, um, you know, what's going on here when, you know, when you're not present. And, and another thing, well, what we do with my mother-in-law and, and which we also recommend to people is, you know, you need to be visiting the person in the facility and and stagger your visits don't go the same day at the same time you know go in the morning go in the evening have people going you know trying to go in and out every day so the staff's not sure when you're coming in so that you can observe what's really going on potentially when you know you're not there and see how the staff interacts with that particular resident or other residents yeah besides calling a lawyer i mean look at you know when you're talking about people getting older uh whether it's mom and dad whether it's your brother or your sister you know you're their advocate at this point in time and you you're the one who really has to uh like brian said you have to make a conscious effort to be there you have to make a conscious effort to observe what's going on uh you have to make a conscious effort to ask questions uh, because many times you see that uh, once you start asking questions people don't answer the questions and that that to us is a telltale sign uh uh all the time and uh, you know as uh, there's uh, unanswered uh, call lights there's things of that nature so you have to be there for your family member and you have to be their advocate and you have to be their mouth and if and and if you think that something wrong is wrong you certainly have to have to take a look and and call us and find out uh, to really find out what's going on yeah I was just going to get into that uh, discussion of communication and you just talked about that Frank about um, taking it to a different level and making sure that uh, you find out what the staff does or doesn't know about your loved one's situation. By the way, this is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. With us from the Latempio PC Law Group, Frank Latempio and Brian Noth. And I guess, uh, just on a on a very basic level, trust your gut too. You say, yeah, right. That, that's that's a large part of it. You know, I mean, you can have a sense and a feeling, you know, from, from being in the facility. Um, you know, it's sort of like, uh, you know, keep your eyes, ears, and nose open. You know, uh, as far as the nose, are you noticing smells that shouldn't be there, uh, things like that. Um, what are you seeing? What are you hearing as you go through? Um, you know, what is, is mom or dad telling you about things? You know, and, and it, it's sometimes difficult to, do, to ascertain whether it's, you know, they're being truthful or accurate about things or, you know, it's some part of their dementia or, or their, their illness. But even if they make a complaint of some kind, it's to investigate it. Speak with speak with the person who's monitoring that particular part of the facility um, and ask questions. The, the worst thing that happens is it's unfounded uh, as far as things go, but you don't want to not ask questions if something is really going on and you can sort of nip it in the bud. Um, 
one other thing that, uh, you know, when we talk to people, we sort of not only try to investigate and explore whether abuse is actually going on, but we try to give people, you know, tips about how to handle things and how to better protect you know, their loved one in the facility. And, and one thing my wife makes a very good point of when she goes there is she gets to know the administrator. She gets to know the various uh, nurses and, and the other staff that are there. And she always makes sure that they know who she's coming to visit as a way of sort of saying, hey, okay, this woman's in here all the time. Let's be a little careful, you know, with, with her mother, you know, as far as things go. Um, and plus then if you have complaints or if you have issues, it's so much easier after you've already developed a relationship with uh, the various levels of, of staffing that are there. there there's no question, you, you, you know, a family member's presence in the facility certainly uh, is noticed by everybody in those facilities. And, and there's, you know, certain different attention is taken towards them. So you, it is good, and it's good to always – Look, asking questions never hurts anybody. Asking questions of what's going on, are there any calls that she's making in the middle of the night? What uh, you know, all those questions. And when you get those uh, answers, you know, if you feel that there's something wrong, then you start asking more questions because you'll get a sense. And as we've talked about, you do. There's no question you get a gut feeling, and and because you've known this person your whole life, this is your family member, this is your friend, that you understand where they are mentally and a lot of times physically, and then it's going to just require more questions. Ultimately, I guess we have to kind of skip back to the very beginning, and it really is important to kind of vet out a facility that you're potentially placing a loved one into, to, so you can try to mitigate as best you can any of these situations from cropping up. Well, there's no question. I mean, you, as Brian said earlier, you start talking about when you look at a facility, first of all, you're going to look at the cleanliness. You're going to walk in. You're going to know if a place is clean or not. Uh, that's going to be your first telltale sign. The second uh, response is, is you're going to see people in the hallways working. You're going to see staffing. You're going to see uh, what the CNAs are doing. You're going to see how many CNAs are there. You could ask, you know, how many uh, people are uh, responsible for one person's care. Uh, and then, you know, when you get to that mid-level or upper-level staffing, um, that's going to help you determine also what kind of place it is. Because if you're seeing upper-level uh, staffing, walking around, checking on patients, checking what the staff is doing, the CNAs are doing, that's a big deal. That means that there's people that are conscious of what's going on and there's an order and, and uh, certainly some, a different type of care going on in that facility. What you can also do in advance is there, there are websites and there are places out there to, to research a particular facility. You can look at, you know, inspections that have been done, what violations have they had in the past, and, you know, what things are coming, you know, from sort of the state inspections and state levels uh, as compared to going to, you know, the facility's website and just reading all nice things. Um, one facility we looked at was sort of interesting. You had to ask the facility for permission to access their website to read about reviews that people were placing on their website which sort of seemed a little strange that you would have to jump through those hoops to try to get more information about things. Um, and, and you know, as Frank sort of talked about, too, if, if you're actually placing someone in the facility, don't just go and do the tour when the admissions person, who obviously is there to, to sell you on the place, takes you through the facility at, you know, 10 o'clock on a Monday morning. Go back in on the weekend, maybe late Saturday, when the staffing levels tend to be less uh, than they are during the, the regular weekdays, you know, and check and see what goes on at that point in time. Come in, you know, unscheduled so you can sort of see what's what's actually happening, um, you know, behind the scenes uh, as far as things go. And then, of course, it, once you made that decision, then you have to really be that, that person's advocate as they, you know, remain in the facility. Yeah, and, I mean, people can go on the, the Department of Health website. They can look up any violations. I mean, you use that, you use the 
uh, you can people have filed FOIL requests to get information about a certain facility. I mean, if you're really getting in depth into your investigation, and and in some level you should. This is your family member. This is your loved one that's going in, and this is their sometimes end of life care, right? And uh, where they're going to be there till they. Uh, uh, move on and it's it's so important to really investigate and properly vet all of these places. Brian had touched on the uh, review part of uh, the equation a little bit ago and another aspect of it comes to mind like on Yelp or any of those other sites where people who have had uh, some of their loved ones in assisted living or similar situations will put their reviews but I'm mindful of the fact that similar to some of the social media we have here at the radio stations only the negatives get through. So do you kind of sift through that with a grain of salt maybe, or do, is there something to it because somebody felt the need to make a complaint? Well, that, <clears throat> that's, why, that's why the Department of Health websites are, 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 are better, right? You're getting an actual, there's an actual complaint, there's an investigation done, and then there's a determination done. So the, look, everybody, uh, we all have bad reviews, right? <laughs> Not everybody is going to like you. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you have an independent party such as the Department of Health giving you that, you know, you can always look up when you Google somebody's name. A lot of times you'll see if there's any, been any lawsuits against them and what have happened to those lawsuits. Uh, so those are, those are objective, you know, investigatory tools that we would recommend people using. Uh, of course, bad reviews, if there's 30 bad reviews, you're going to see that. I mean, you're going you're gonna to get an idea. But if there's one or two scathing ones, then... You, know, you sift through that. But the, the, the objective investigatory tools are the best way to go to determine these things. Spent a lot of the time for this segment, pretty much all the time in this segment, discussing nursing home neglect and abuse with Frank Latempio and Brian Noth with Latempio PC Law Group. Can't leave it without mentioning uh, how they might get a hold of you for this or any other issue they might have. Sure, yeah. We, uh, we're, we, you know, our tag is complete counsel. We do everything in our firm from criminal defense to personal injury, such as nursing home neglect, estate work, real estate. Uh, they can call our office at any time at 855-3761. Call uh, for myself or Brian, and we'll be happy to take care of you. Gentlemen, always glad to have you by. Thanks for coming in together. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for tackling it. this very important subject, too. Again, Frank Latempio, Brian Noth with Latempio PC Law Group. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.